or we're going to open up on like a beautiful big desert, right? And there's spice there. It's and it's not just sand. It's there's like actual spice in the air because that just makes sense to me. And the spice turns your eyes blue. Sometimes it could do it very rapidly, but the movie clearly established it was over like hundreds of years or something. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to that part. Point is, then then it. Then, then the you're like oh, I don't know what's going on here. This world building's kind of iffy. Then the little fucking composer kicks down the door and goes, "Yadi, yadi," and you're like, "Ah, all right, I'm back on board." Then it's a Dune Part One, baby. Welcome back to what is the name I, of the I, show? Three, two, one, binge. That's, that's the name it. Of it. I nailed that's it. it. I, I don't think we even need to do the rest of the episode. I think yeah. he gave us a pretty concise summary of the Dune saga. I don't think you'll get yeah. any clearer than that, honestly. I, I don't mean, think so either. So that was I the mean, show. I, I think we just I think we just rank him and go home, honestly. Got it. All right. Dune part one. I give a one out of one. Oh my god. You can really one tell it's been seven months since he's been here, huh? Welcome to the show. While. Tommy's back, everybody. Tommy's Thank back. Thank you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. It is an honor to be back. The lizard here. boy himself has returned. I, I don't like that name. I don't the like li- that. I, I, he was such a Godzilla fan when we last saw him. What happened to yeah, post time skip? No, no, we don't call. Yeah, I still love Godzilla. I just, you mm-hmm. know. I, he's on to a different phase this, in his life right now. He's, he's, he's over, he's over scales. He's into something. He's into something new, something fresh. See, so you keep saying things like this, and it's really <laughs> irking me here. Because if there's one thing. <laughs> I genuinely cannot stand in my life. Like, yeah, we all, you make, well, yes, obviously, (laughs) but like, you know, you always make jokes. I'm like, "Ah, I don't like this group. I don't like these people. No, I genuinely cannot stand furries. Like that (laughs) is the one, like I, I cannot stand them. I think that is the worst thing you could possibly be. What about worries? What the fuck did he just say? I don't want to do this. This is not, this is not a safe space. <laughs> There's never been a safe space, Tommy. And welcome everyone to 321 Binge. I am your host, Chris Ramirez, with my co-host, Faison Dalal. What's up? And a returning guest, Tommy Wiseau. What the fuck? Yeah, no, um, and I'm the, just same as I'm always, the Joker, an actual baby. worm man, Tyler Zucker. You can't is think that of you went with? time. I, I truly didn't uh, have anything planned out. I'm, I was gonna say, like, I'm disappointed. Boo. Okay, listen, it was going to be either that or, um, I don't know, maybe like a, a really creepy baby. Resident, resident schmuck. Uh, that, that's God Emperor. God Emperor. Bugman. Listen, it's, it, we, we've watched a lot of Dune. I got worms on the brain. I got worms in my brain. It's, it's been a <laughs> long time. It's hopped up on spice. <laughs> I'm hopped up on spice and also just ale, but we're doing a Dune episode. It, the dune, the dunier, and the duniest. We went, we went too dune far with this. <laughs> Dennis would be proud of what we've created here today. Um, we didn't decide who was introing. What did we? No, we didn't. There's no but point because there's like, really no point. A, it's a Tyler. You like Tyler. You like Dennis the most. You can talk about Dennis's movie. I mean, I yeah, think we all like that one the most. Yeah, like what? Because <laughs> the other two that's weren't that's real, real pieces of, of entertainment. Not, I wouldn't call the other pieces art. <laughs> yeah. No, hold on. Uh, you can say the other one was art. <laughs> Art's I guess, yeah. All right. So, yeah, we're starting off with the newest version of Frank Herbert's Dune. First of all, did we just talk about the actual Dune, how it's inspired Star Wars and is it just a giant space opera epic? 
Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the books, I guess. That that's what we like to do here on 321 Binge, the movie podcast. We love to talk about books. Real big I, book I'm gonna be real here. with you. I didn't read the books. Neither did I don't think anybody honest. in here did. Oh, I thank God. I glo- I when I was very young, I tried reading the first one. Um, but I was like seven, so I decided not to do that again. And then I recently read a lot of Wikipedia articles to prep myself for this episode. And I I'd say I understand at least 23% of Dune now. Um, and that's way more than my body can handle. I think if that's I like learned, one I learned, book, right? That's I would say that's like a third of several books, you know? Okay. <laughs> I'd say I know <laughs> I know about 25% of four different books <laughs> is the exact numbers I do. A quarter you. of the book is fine. And then after that, that's when you it loses you. More or less, but it's it's not like a chronological quarter, like uh, quarter. It's like every fourth page. I understand, <laughs> and then the, the three pages in between that are just incomprehensible to me. Um, uh, but yeah, so like Tyler was saying, Dune is a space opera, political space opera, inspired Star Wars, inspired Warhammer 40k. Um, any big sci-fi properties that exist these days likely took heavy inspiration from Dune. Um, there's an empire. There are houses, there are worms, there are what I believe to be a uh, Judea uh, allegory, but we'll get Probably. there. There's Pro- spice. I, there's spice. Which there's is Jews. Like, which is the oil of the Middle East, basically. Wait, you're telling me Dune inspired the entire Catholic faith? Yes. <laughs> Dune the is Roman, the, the Romans took a lot faith. from Dune. Actually, yeah. Dune Roman happened Empire. in a galaxy a, a long time ago, so. Damn, man. You know, Frank you know, that, work. You know, I do see the similarities between Timothy Chalamet and Jesus Christ now that you think about it. It's the hair. Yeah. It, that's I mean, exactly you know, what I was going to say, too. Timothy Charlemagne and Jesus Christ were both, you know, rich white boys who went out there and bang Zendaya. So I, I really do understand the similarities between them. Anyway, I don't know if you guys just heard, one. but I think I, I think I just broke my neck. Oh, my God. <laughs> You just heard that. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta lay down after that one. And Tommy's Tommy's dying uh, live uh, keep, on podcast. Keep, keep rolling. Keep keep rolling. Yeah, we can't we can't stop. This is um, good. Uh, what's Dune about? Yeah, so yeah, there's there's oil that they call spice, which is also a drug. Yep. Um, and and these navigators to travel through space. Yeah, and spice only exists on one planet. Which is a desert planet of Arrakis, Tatooine, or Tat- Jakku? Yeah, pick pick a desert planet, the Sahara. You know, there. <laughs> you know, Iraq. <laughs> you go nuts with it, really. Um, <laughs> and the Americans, I mean, Empire, uh, have been call- You know, they've sent people over there to really get all the the oil. Oil. Out. Uh, sorry, spice. Sorry, yeah, and they 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 did it under the guise of looking for weapons of mass destruction. I mean, worms. I mean, worms. <laughs> <laughs> at this point anyone who doesn't know what, what what dune is no longer knows what we're talking about and what's real and what's not they, no. <laughs> um just say yeah, anything use, we want we can say anything we want and you'll believe us yeah um, in the fifth book uh, a clone of duncan idaho climbs a mountain so masculinely that a woman orgasms by watching him is that true is that bullshit you don't it know sounds, it sounds like it is i'm not gonna lie <laughs> sounds true it, it is um, the worm god emperor Leto II dies and sends marbles of his own consciousness into every worm that has ever existed. Except hey, before we keep going, all, I just want to say this spoils the entirety of all Dune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Spo- spoiler warning. Right, right. Maybe we should uh, bring this back to the first movie. 
<laughs> this is what happens. You let Tommy on the show and things get off the rails. I haven't even done anything. I know. <laughs> it's it's like, actually I, just I, been all you. I'm kind of just I'm kind of just absorbing this. He his energy brings chaos. I do my I am a chaotic personality. What can I say? Yeah. Tyler, Tyler, tell us about Dennis Villavois um 2021 movie. I still don't know if you actually know his name. Um Dennis Viva la French. You motherfucker. <laughs> Dennis Villeneuve's movie. It was close. It was very close. Uh, it only adapts two thirds of the first book, so it ends. We're not. I'm not talking about the ending yet, but it ends in as good a spot as you can when you're doing that. But it's much bigger than the other interpretations. The whole scale of the whole movie is ridiculously huge. Yeah, I think that's definitely the easiest way to to sum it up. The plot of Dune, which I, I realize we have avoided talking about this entire time. And instead, we have hit you with a massive expo dump of potentially important information. Just like the beginning of the movie. (laughs) Just like the beginning of any good Dune adaptation. Um, The plot of Dune is that a, let's call him a prince, for lack of a better word right now, um, named Paul. (laughs) He's a fucking great name. Yeah, that's his his name. It's this real futuristic society. What's the main character's name? Paul. Prince Paul Paul of House of Strates, sub-house of the Empire. Whatever, okay? I'm calling it a Strates. And it, it... in inspired Warhammer 40k. I'm gonna call it a straighties. Anyhow, the, the Skywalkers. <laughs> Paul Sky, yeah, Paul Skywalker basically real uh, has his house betrayed, and him and his mom are the only survivors. Um, his father is murdered. Uh, many other people are murdered. Um, Duncan Idaho is murdered, sadly, and uh, he realizes that the Empire betrayed his father by siding with a family of floating gingers. Yeah, and um, <laughs> why were they all gingers? In in two of the three adaptations, of them, the villains yes. were dead yeah. gingers. So just be aware of that. <laughs> um, and he uh, he realizes that the only way to win is to have desert power. So he converts to Islam, and and joins um, the people called Fremen. Fremen. Yeah, he 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 leads the Fremen on an assault against the fan the the empire and the particular family that betrayed his. That's the best I could give you <laughs> and in short notice. Yeah. Here's my thing. I think, you know, because it did like dump some information in the beginning, <laughs> but it's, I thought it did pretty well. Like it was good world building for me. Like they say, hey, we need spice to travel through wormholes. They never explain why or anything. It's just like, bet, I believe it. Like I, I joked in the beginning of it just because my. That's the point of the show. We nick- joke around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I really thought the world building in this was brilliant. But something else that does kind of arc me is Paul's grandfather was a bullfighter in the year like 10,000. Can we, can we just <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's I not didn't even, even think of that. Yes. It's yes, not I like agree. our ancestors, like our family began in like the 1800s fighting bulls. Like, nah, my grandfather was killed by a bull because he was a bullfighter. It's like, what the fuck? What? There are it's... things like that in this movie that take me right out. Specifically, yes, the bullfighter scene sequence is ridiculous. I just don't understand why they he included that in the movie. No other adaptation kept the bullfighting ancestry in the film. Um, again, his name is fucking Paul. Um, his friend's yes, your, name your is, Duncan is Duncan fucking Idaho. It's Duncan Idaho. He's apparently Asian in the book, which just raises even more questions to me about why he's named Duncan Idaho. I don't know. I spoilers for the rest of the saga. It devolves into the adventures of the many clones of Duncan Idaho, 
before book six culminates in a Duncan Idaho with all the memories of the 10,000 previous Duncan Idahos. I'm sorry. Can we please just back up? Which one's Duncan Idaho? Jason Momoa. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah I didn't get that one. But, yeah, it takes right. me, those, these things take me out of the movie every single time. It's like, I'm watching my space opera. Wait, wait, seriously? Like, wait, wait, seriously? Yeah, like, I know. That's the part that takes him out. That, it just, it just, it doesn't. It, I, it, it is ridiculous, laugh. but I don't really laugh. think, I, I didn't think about it while I was watching it. Every time I had to think about it, I just couldn't, I couldn't not. Like, that's just a you problem. Something's I don't know, man. In, in the it's... empire, in, in this feudal system of feudal lords battling for, you know, growing power and, and the empire's favor. There is House of Strates or House of Strates, and the greatest fighter in House of Strates is okay. Duncan but that, Idaho. Okay, so that took you out, but them fighting yeah. with swords in the year ten thousand didn't. This is basically a feudal system. They still have fucking dukes, Chris. They have literally <laughs> assassination drone bugs. Yeah, but they don't have any guns. Yes, they do. Yes, yes they, they do. do. When, no, they don't. They have no bullets. We do not see them use guns in this, do we? Any series Paul literally guns. pulls out a gun. Not the mini. Se- I'm talking the about Dennis's movie. version. Yeah, but Dennis he has a gun. It's still the same thing. They have a gun. Does he have a gun in Dennis's? Yeah, at yeah. the end. At the end of when? the movie, he's like pointing a gun before before at... he fights the guy. Does did he have a gun? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't they just using it. guns then? Because <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Knives are cooler. Swords are cooler. Yeah, there you go. Swords are cooler. I mean, like every major fight sequence of the movie, like of any of the adaptations, they end up just devolving to swords or knives. The ending of Dennis's version is a knife duel. The ending yep. of the book is a knife duel. Um, there's probably a cultural reason they don't like guns. Guns are the coward's weapon, Tyler. Probably. It's it's my only explanation. Yeah, I, I didn't really even think about that, to be honest. I don't know. The names are just too jarring and they just they go so heavily against the rest of this like like super hard sci-fi aesthetic um i felt like they just wanted them to obviously like they wanted paul to be obviously white that's why they gave him the name paul you could have his dad's first of all his dad is hispanic and named leto like i I don't really think they have to go that hard with (laughs) but his mom has like it's frank it's frank british accent that's true and her name is jessica yeah Uh, but at least they call her lady jessica that's even whiter. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah, what? How do you? Speaking of which, I'm not saying it's not whiter. I'm just saying at least it it, it hides the the non fantasy element of it. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, speaking of uh, speaking of which, uh, Paul's mom. Yeah, that is. First of all, the power she has kind of threw me for a loop at first, but then as the movie went, I'm like, this is a ridiculously overpowered ability. Yeah. yeah. Like, a bit, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if any of you play D and D here. Yes. Yes. yes we all but do. That's, that's just. That's just power word at that point. Yeah. Power word anything. Power word kill. It's and just it, kill. She, she doesn't even have to use a spell slot. It, it, she's just, it's just something she could do, which makes me which makes me feel better about my own campaign because I just make my characters do shit. My, no, that's the easy way to do it. Yeah. But that's besides uh, the point. I did hate her in the movie because she just cried really? on, on screen. Like every scene she was in, she's basically crying. Almost every scene. I didn't feel she was like overly emotional. I don't mind her at all. I mean, like the parts I remember her crying was one is reasonable when her husband dies and she feels that. Yeah, her husband dies uh, when Paul's meeting the um... the mother Bene Gesserit. Yeah, there's a group of women called the Bene Gesserit who are manipulating history and trying to create the next God. 
They're basically they're witches. Yeah. They control political things and are also, again, trying to create the Messiah. And apparently it's I'm... a rule that you can't kill them? Yeah, because I guess you no one wants to turn against the Bene Gesserits. Because you're gonna they have the voice. Yeah. Because they have the voice and also a lot of accumulated political power. And again, they are trying to make God. <laughs> I don't think you want to fuck with people who are doing that. I really like that, like, idea. Again, it's, it goes back to the world building of... I think that's such an interesting thought of like they're trying to they're not waiting for the prophecy to come true like they are actively trying to build make their own prophecy or rather make their well, own perfect she, being to fill this void. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think they're still technically following a prophecy cuz like didn't the Well they the head... know about the prophecy they just are doing it they they know about the prophecy so they're trying to fulfill it. Yeah, probably yeah, the but, prophecy is not passive. Like Jessica wasn't supposed yeah. to have Paul, though. Well, Paul isn't the Messiah. Yeah, 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 I know he's not, but like they in in this movie, we think he is, right? Yeah, he's he's almost the Messiah. Except the problem was that his mother was not supposed to have him. Yeah, the Messiah was supposed to be one generation later, so he has the capabilities of the the Harak Mashad. I don't remember what it's called exactly. Um, he has a lot of the capabilities, but he's effectively tainted by his humanity. He yeah. has like emotions and limitations, so he will not be able to exercise the golden path, which is what the Bene Gesserit are waiting for. The golden path being um, the only way to prevent humanity's extinction from the hands of the great en- enemy, which at this point I think is just the thinking machines. Also, none of this is in the first fucking movie um, or first book, or I don't even think most of it's in the second book. So. <laughs> yeah. It- yeah, that's do, do we of... want to talk about like the movie itself? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> instead of let's, let's not book. dive too something. deep into the I story. I got something. Yeah, I it's got a pretty something. Movie. Number one, what a star-studded cast, and oh, number so two, people. great acting from everyone. Josh Brolin, especially. Oh, yeah. Like, a he's not dead. All right, let's start off with that. We, we've no been way... arguing the entire time if where he died because I know he didn't die. No, he didn't screen, die. So I'm pretty sure died. he yeah. didn't die. Once we saw they him did... running into battle with a pug, we knew he survived. Yeah, and like they never show him explicitly die. So I'll, yeah, it's like... like if he was dead, they'd show it on screen. Yeah. yeah, but I remember the um, like at the beginning of the movie where he's training with Paul and he's just like getting it in his face and stuff, and it's like there's such emotion to what he's saying. It's like, damn. That's not Thanos. That's Josh Brolin right there. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of actors, I like how this movie has both um, the main actors from uh, No Country for Old Men because Javier Bardem is a Stilgar. Yeah, he's they great. don't like each other already. Uh, Javier Bardem as Stilgar is is fucking fantastic. I think he's actually got to be one of my favorite performances in the movie. Um, and yeah, he's also, up there. Yeah, him and I also really loved Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought that was, again, another great performance. Um, Jason Momoa as a really cool badass. I mean, he really nails that character role pretty well. I thought, Z- I mean, Zendaya was my favorite character in this whole movie. Oh, yeah. I, I love her line. What's 30 <laughs> seconds she's in it? Yeah. It's marketing, marketing. It's, it's That's really all she Timothy is. Chalamet's Paul and Zendaya oh, in the next movie, in part two. So. Yeah. Like, I, I she's going to be a big part of the next one, but like she's doing all the promotion for this and it's barely, it's not in the movie. I mean, it's I have like Tyler. when Loki did all the promotions for um infinity war infinity war and he died in the first five minutes Spoilers yeah, well, for infinity war, by the way. wow i, I oh, haven't damn. seen that thanks tommy man. hadn't gone around to he's planning i can't even watch it anymore you're watching, well, I can watch it first. he wanted the prequel though any sense but that's the only thing i've seen 
Um, I have two things for Zendaya. The bit that we did see of her, I oh, did not no. like. I didn't like her performance in the little oh. we saw. Obviously, it's you didn't like her really delivery judging. of one line. I didn't. I really thought that delivery on that line was kind of weak. You didn't like um, her just like showing up randomly. I don't in, count like, that dream sequences. because that was a dream sequence. <laughs> a dream Zendaya does not count as real. Zendaya. Well, it wasn't technically it wasn't a dream sequence. He was seeing it. He was seeing potential futures because he actually doesn't have a full grasp of his power. Yeah. Whatever. Point point being, I didn't necessarily like what I saw of her. So I'm a bit concerned. I was already concerned kind of going and like, okay, I wonder what the second one's going to do as far as her performance goes, because I wasn't super intrigued by what I saw. Well, she and then to act. make matters, she can act. Yeah. But what we saw, I didn't didn't care for. Uh, and to make matters worse, everything we saw from the other two Dune movies, um, her character fucking sucks, man. <laughs> Her character's yeah. boring. Her character is just to be horny fair, and the other there two, to give a baby. That's all she does in the in the, the other two. Didn't have any good characters though. Yeah, Let's to be, be fair, the there. other two Dune movies aren't exactly good. One got completely fucked over by a studio and just turned out into a mess, and the other one is boring as hell. Yes, but the boring as hell one is close to the books. Yes, and it at least it adapts like Paul's arc of the first movie correctly and pretty accurately, right? Um, and if we have to assume that it it adapts Zendaya's character as accurately, that's really fucking boring. Because yeah. she like she kills like she fights one person and then she gets chastised for having killed a person and then she pops out a baby and then she's like, "It's okay if my man marries someone else. I'm the one he comes back to." And that's pretty much the entirety of her character arc for the film. And it's a four hour fucking film. Um, and I just really you- hope they give her something to do in in Dennis's sequel because <laughs> she, yeah. she she really sucked in everything else. In all these, Cheney. Uh, speaking, um, no, not yeah. speaking of Cheney. She's only in the movie. She actually shows up at the last ten minutes of the movie, but she appears in the dreams. In that dream, the visions the whole time, and it's like uh, everyone jokes that it's just a perfume ad. Yeah, might as well she's be. Just she's wearing like, white linen, dancing in the shoeless, just in the dirt. It basically it could be any commercial, really. I could see them using that in like a Nissan ad as well. Yeah, like a neat, like the new Nissan Explorer or something. (laughs) (laughs) Out in the desert, like yeah, she just walks to her car. It's like, Uh, do you have the spice? (laughs) It opens up. Fear is the mind killer. Don't be scared to buy our new Honda Sonata. (laughs) Um, Dune is a weird story, and I I want to say after watching all three of these, I really appreciate the fact that Dennis was able to turn this into a movie that exists. And functions as a film in any meaningful way. On a technical level, it's amazing. On a technical level, it's visually, visually beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. So I, I love the music. No. Oh. Here's my question: Those uh, helicopter flying things, the right? Thoppers. You remember? You know, those, yeah. They're technically called ornithopters. All right. Mm-hmm. Are they yeah, based okay. off of hummingbirds or dragonflies? I would say dragonflies. I said dragonflies. Thank you. Yeah, I'd say dragonflies. Thank you. Who said said a hummingbird? A buddy of mine. We were just, I went to see it with like two of my friends, and they were like, nah, it's clearly a hummingbird. And I'm like, that's bullshit. But they had like multiple arms. Yeah. And and they also were like, they're laying horizontally as well. However, they're called ornithopters, though, which implies bird. So, So I take that to my grave. We don't tell anyone about that. I will never yeah. admit I'm wrong. Oh, so you're not uh, sharing I mean, the podcast with him? No, never. Not this never. one. Sorry. Not this one. Show, show them King Kong. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There's, we didn't talk about birds and bugs then. We talked about monkeys and lizards. It's completely and bird, different. And birds in the fucking Kong skull arm. 
and also the <laughs> bug in Mothra. Anyhow, uh, Anyhow, I'm surprised Dennis turned this into a fucking movie that can exist because there's so much shit going on that it really feels like it should always be an incomprehensible mess. Yeah. Um, but Dune 2021, I think it's pretty good. It's not the best Dennis Villeneuve movie that I've ever seen. It's the best Dune adaptation that's out there. But oh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's certainly that. <laughs> I really um, kind of feel bad for Dennis Villanova, whatever his name is. Um, because if this didn't release on HBO Max as well, I think it would have crushed the box office. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, even then, it still made the money back already. Oh, it, it absolutely did, but it could have made so much more. Yeah, and people did see it. People are talking about it. People acknowledge that it's a good movie. It's just, we're at a point now where it's like, it's like movie theaters are starting to come back. This would have been a great movie to just like I saw it in IMAX, which was insane. I should have, I should tell you IMAX. Yeah. Oh my God. That would have been really like fun. my she- My seat was shaking at some point. So when the worm was like digging through the sand, like it felt like there was an earthquake. Mm, that's awesome. Like, it's definitely a movie cool. that like people like to bash on Dennis's line about like, uh, oh, you know, you have to watch this movie in theaters. A lot of people like to shit on it and like show themselves watching it in just the most ridiculous possible situation on Twitter. Um, it is a movie that benefits from the theater experience. Yeah, I agree. It is It is very cinematic in that it looks really nice on a big screen with big fucking speakers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I personally love the soundtrack. I think there might be some dissenting voices in, in here. About yo, that. yo, yo. I have listened to this soundtrack on like a loop, man. Thank you. Like, like the one part, like I did at the beginning, you know, where it goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh, that is all oh, I just like dramatic God. limitation music. Again, yeah, I, I, I like most of the soundtrack. It's just that one thing just kept reminding me of Wonder Woman or a Justice League. <laughs> what they say it Justice like it's a League? bad thing. The fucking Wonder what? Woman's ancient limitation music from Zack oh, Snyder's yeah. Justice League. Oh, Zach, I'm thinking like the other one. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about the other one. It's not I that like it's the... bad. It's just that in Justice League they played it every time she appeared that it became a meme. I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, we had made it into a meme. It was fine. I like I liked it. I like op- I like operatic voices over things. So I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, works perfectly cool. fine for me. I have yeah. one complaint about the music. Um, it wasn't loud enough. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't loud enough. Actually, now I have two complaints. Um, and Hans Zimmer also did a version of uh, Pink Floyd's Eclipse, which did not play during the film, and that upset me because I just had to listen to it myself on the bus ride home, and that's really not the same, is it? So I, I don't. I'm just. <laughs> I'm very upset about that. Still. Uh, aside from that, I think the music's fucking fantastic. I think it's like one of the best parts of the movie. Cry about it then. I did. You I sobbed. I was tearing up on that bus. You don't understand. Now that, you weren't there. That is, you're right. I wasn't. But that is funny. Just the thought of you just <laughs> bawling your eyes out, like, why was it Big Floyd in this? The it was rain the first was time I ever cried. Staring, actually, he, he's it was, staring it was very out the sad. window. He's doing his own music video. Yeah. Actually, once it started raining, I had them let me off the bus early so I could walk, so we could just mask my tears. <laughs> it was. It was a terrible day for rain. Um. One person, hopefully, listening, got that reference. Got it, don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I, somebody I, got that reference. Was it a Full Metal Alchemist reference? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Um, okay, I got it. I there got we go. It. Two people. Two people. Tyler's the odd man out. Yeah, no uh, shit. I didn't see it. <laughs> on a more serious note, I do think this movie does still have problems that keep it from being great. 
I think it's good. I think it's easily the best Dune adaptation. I think it had a hard fucking job to do. I think yeah. it did it pretty well. Uh, I don't think that necessarily makes it a great film. Specifically, I think the pacing of this movie is kind of dog shit. Um, not as I bad say as hold any on, of the other hold ones. Hold on here. a sec. Wait, wait, wait. I wouldn't say it's dog shit. I wouldn't go as far <laughs> as that. But there were definitely points in this movie where I felt the run time. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, this, However, this is why I feel it's dog shit. Let me explain why I feel it's dog. Because, you know, I think a movie can have, you know, fast pacing or slow pacing. I think fast pacing is less of a problem than slow pacing nine times yeah. out of ten. This movie has both. In the first act of the movie or so, everything before the invasion of the House of Strati's capital city, absolutely nothing has room to breathe. We, yeah. Things are just moving. They're just there's throwing like, shit at you. They're throwing shit. Like, the timing of things feels really weird. Like, there's a scene where Paul says goodbye to Duncan Idaho and he's like it's like really and then like literally like three two minutes later, later he comes back two scenes says, later he's like oh my god Duncan I it's haven't been seen two you weeks. in so long <laughs> it's been two weeks he's like oh we don't get it's, that sense of time yeah there's no sense of time because nothing has room to breathe in the air it's just like it's at a hundred because it has so much to try and explain and tell you which is fair it's, it's got a lot to fucking cover but it just makes the first part of the movie just feel like really fast and then everything after the capital falls and the death of uh, Duke Leto <laughs> Bless you. Told, no, don't don't give her bless you. She sneezed after I offered her Benadryl. Don't you dare. Nope. Uh, <laughs> anything after the, the capital city siege, um, it kind of feels like the movie should have ended there as like a natural conclusion at first. So yeah. when you just have like, you have the whole sequel with the biochemist place where like, oh, uh, Arrakis used to be beautiful and there used to be plants here. And then like, you have the sequence with him and his mom in the tent. And then finally you meet the Freeman it's like it just it just starts to drag on to the point that I'm like, when the fuck is this movie going to end? Because it feels like we kind of we passed the stop sign a long time ago and now we're just we're still going. Yeah, um, I don't I do think I do think it ultimately I think it ultimately finds a very good place to end. I think it ends at a very particularly important place, especially for Paul's character. Yeah. But like it's just it you really feel the length of it there when it's like everything after the city. It's like, holy shit, we're just wandering the desert now. I, can, yeah, can something I, can, happen? I don't necessarily I agree with dis- you on that one. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but at the same time, like I watched it again on HBO like a day after because my parents didn't see it. And I didn't feel the two hour and 30 minute runtime then. Maybe it's because I knew what was going on and I was hyped to see shit again. But like, that's fair. I've only seen it once. Maybe being aware of when it ends and when it's intending to end will yeah. help the pa- the, pa- the the pacing because like I don't have that expectation of like, it should have ended fucking 10 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that for sure. So that that's a very fluid opinion of it. I do think that the pacing will still always be hurt in the beginning where it doesn't just give things time to breathe. Well, yeah, we're again, you're like, explaining, you got to explain how many houses there are, why they're fighting over the spice and what the spice is. I mean, that's the thing, though, right? Because they, they do all that. And yet in, in just the Dennis version of the movie, could anyone tell me why the Empire hates House of Strades and is willing to betray them? Nope. OK, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> OK, let's hear this. it. Did they? In short, House Atreides, or they at least they alluded to it, House Atreides is respected among the other families and the other, or like, or like the other people. And they recognize like they might not have like the strongest militia and everything, mm-hmm. but they definitely have the capability. They have like the influence over everyone else. Like, so the Emperor saw that as like a threat, like these people could end up overthrowing me or something. That's why he sent it to the desert planet to essentially die. So, 
so, I, okay. so I, okay. I didn't the, the beginning of the movie reminds me of Game of Thrones when you're learning about the different people and but why you might why they're fighting over everything. Yeah, yeah but Game, of, Game Thrones of Thrones is, is given time show. to breathe. Yeah, you got the, the show; it has time that, to breathe. That's the other thing is that if this was a show, which I'm not, you could do it as a show. I mean, it's fine as a movie too, but like the show would allow the scope and the time to breathe. If you yeah. were intending to adapt the first four books, I think a show would probably be the best way to do that. If you're just intending to adapt Dune one. I think doing it in movies is pretty much fine. But if your intent is to go to like all the way to book four, I think a show is probably the best way to do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're only doing uh, part one and two right now, correct? That's what it's greenlit as. Dennis wants to do Messiah though. Which is I the don't know what that book. means. It's the second, second book. But like, if you're going to do Messiah, I feel like you should just go all the way to book four at that point. Mm. Well, I guess um, it'll be depend on how well the second one does, right? Yeah, well, probably. It's how well, it Messiah goes. is not the second movie. Messiah is the third movie. The second movie is finishing up the first book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But like, it'll it'll depend on how the second how the second movie goes if we get the second book, and then thereon and thereafter. Mm. Um, but like, I guess I I did not re- I I did not like that was the the assumption I feel like you can make was like okay they probably fear their influence or their power or something to that effect. Um, in terms of why the Empire hates House of Strades. In David Lynch's Dune, House of Strades has been developing sound weapons. I honestly have no fucking idea if that's in the book. I have I don't have a goddamn clue. Um, but like, well, before I, before we go to Lynch's, there's still a couple. Of I, well, I I just want I just want to say that because in the in the miniseries they don't mention anything as well. It's just also kind of alluded to. I I do wonder if in the next movie, if in Dennis's next movie, we'll get like a. A concrete reason as to why the empire did all this because i i everything just feels very in flux still let me ask you guys a question here before i give like you know what no let me do this first i don't think i've made this very clear i loved this movie like mm-hmm. when i walked out of this movie initially i was like yeah it was pretty good and then, then i started thinking about thinking, it. then i kept thinking about it, like yeah. wow this is great like time tyler put it perfectly to me he said, this is the most expensive pilot ever made. Now, like, that is an <laughs> excellent way to put it. Yeah, that's fair. Because that's what this really feels like. This really does feel like it's setting up more, but I didn't feel che- cheated out of a movie. Like, it's not one of those movies that, like, Ends does something. Yeah, and then sets up, like, the entire movie setting up sequels and sequels and spinoffs and everything. No, this felt like its own story. And it, while it does end off on a cliffhanger, it's it's not like I'm dissatisfied with it. It's like I want to see more. I yeah. like this core. I like this dish. I would come back to this restaurant and get the same dish. Yeah, maybe I a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit more spice on it next time. <laughs> well, not too much spice. You know what happens when you have too much spice? Yeah, oh yeah, Tommy. Craft, we gotta show dude. you a picture. We gotta show you a picture of a crisp. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, he got ever, into the spice. He got into the spice cabinet. Much like you, ever since I watched this movie, it, it's weird. I walked out of it thinking, like, yeah, that was a pretty fun movie. Um, something about this about Dune as a franchise, it's like a worm in your brain. You just can't really can't can't seem to dig it out. So I've had Dune on the mind a lot. It's not necessarily been limited to Dennis's movie, but just that's why I've been kind of like on the rabbit hole of trying to understand the plot of Dune. Um, but only the stuff that Frank wrote before he died, because I don't want to deal with the other shit because <laughs> that's just too much. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, I am a lot more excited than I thought I would be for the prospects of a second one. 
because my tone walking out of the theater was, yeah, this was fun. This was good. I'll, I'll watch a second one. Um, at this point, I'm a lot more of like, well, now I really want a second one and I really want to see how the fuck they do this. Mm. Because there, I, I think that Dennis did the best that any director probably could with the source material. I do think that he cut two plot lines that are rather important for how the book resolves and that we get to see in the miniseries in the Lynch movie. So I'll talk more about them in depth because each each the Lynch series cuts one of them and the miniseries has both. So I'll talk about them one by one as they come along. But I am very curious about how the second movie is really going to work because there are pieces that are still missing that truthfully he did not have the fucking time to put here because it would have been unholy and ridiculous to mess with the pacing even further. It's like a two um, and a half hour movie already, yeah. right? Like if you yeah. were to like fix the pacing issues of this movie, it's probably two forty-five to three hours right off the bat, just to like mm-hmm. give things the time they need to breathe. If you want to include like a navigator and the princess sequences from the the banquet, that's like a three and a half hour movie minimum. And not only do a lot of studios not like to greenlight movies that long, a lot of theaters don't like to carry movies that long because it means they get less showings out in a day. Um, so it would have been just a absolute production nightmare to push this movie past the 2.5 mark. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I think Dennis did pretty damn well with this. He's definitely shown with this and in the past that he does sci-fi fantastically. Yeah. Um, Blade Runner 2049 is amazing for those who've seen it. I know Tyler has. I'm not sure if you have Tommy or on. No, I tried to watch the uh, the first Blade Runner, like the the older one. Mm, uh-huh. Ford. And I and I fell asleep in the middle of the movie. I fell asleep I, in the beginning and I woke up at the end and I'm like, and my friends were with me and I'm like, and I'm trying to understand what's happening at this point. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't get this. I don't need to get it. And I'm like, well, you, you fell asleep for half the fucking movie, Tommy. <laughs> and I'm like, well, the movie really should take the time to explain in the last five minutes what it's been setting up for like two hours, but it's like a two hour, just, 45 minute just movie personally. <laughs> that, that's fair. I know. Let me ask movie. you all a question here. Go on. Let me ask you a question here. All right. They're suits, right? The armor they wear, you know, like it, it prevents you, like it kind of deflects stuff and, you know, it, okay. But if you shoot a gun at them, it doesn't stop the bullet. It just slows it down. So, so that's not, that's not how I took that. It. That's not how I took that scene, Tommy. I think if you shoot them with a bullet, right? I think that's why there's not a lot of guns that shoot yeah. bullets here. I think if you shoot them with a bullet, it just bounces right off, right? Because the bullet's going too fast. I think that whatever they shot the Duke with slowed down in order to get past the suit. Because we keep hearing throughout the movie that only the slow blade can penetrate the suit. Because it's like you need to be tactical with how you're actively making, like how you're making the cut. It needs to be slow and, and intentional. So I have, I think that the little poison thing that you uh, shot Leto with oh. act- actively slowed down to penetrate the suit and then killed him. That's what I think. Uh, I could be horribly again. fucking wrong, though. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. I'm going to be real with you because I was just sitting there like, well, what's the fucking point of the suit? If it's just like, oh, I'm trying to get a bullet. I can't can get it. It's right in the middle of my back. Oh, yeah. well, I guess I'm dead. Paralyzed. This is why they have oh, swords well. here. This explains it. This is the reason they only yeah. can use swords because you can't you can't use bullets if you have bullet reflective suits. You have to stab people again. Mm-hmm. It went full circle. <laughs> Works for me. Yeah. But I, again, I love this movie. I cannot wait to see what they do next. I'm curious to see who they cast as the emperor because I feel like it's going to be another star-studded person just because that's how 
I feel like it is. So let me ask you all this question. Who do you cast as the emperor? That's not I, a like a big name. Big name. Oh, it could be big. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit concerned about the emperor, right? Because I, I guess because they intentionally don't show him. They really only mentioned him. There's a lot of mystery around him in this movie, right? Um, but then when we see the emperor in the other two movies, it's just some dude. And every single time to me, it's like extremely underwhelming. Yeah, um, this is because like there's so much mystery in this movie. And I know that this movie inspired Warhammer 40K a lot. And the emperor in that franchise is like a literal god emperor. Um, he's badly damaged after this war. He's tied to this chair and he uh, murders like 10,000 people every day just to keep himself alive. Right. He's this near inhuman being. Um, and so I kind of was like, OK, with all this mystery they're setting up, I'm assuming the emperor is something more towards this. He's like a he's not just a regular guy in a suit. You know, he's 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 something a little bit less tangible than that, um, which to then find out that every other emperor has just been a dude in a, in a military suit has me really underwhelmed and a little bit concerned. I assume that Dennis can make it look more interesting because like in every other movie, House Arconian is just a bunch of gingers. And in this movie, they're like creepy bio manipulators with like horrible experiments. What the features. hell is that spider they have? Did oh wait, I got that, that one. I got what that. What the fuck was that? Remember when UA was saying, oh they have my wife? Yeah. Oh, oh. that's supposed to be her. <laughs> I didn't get that. That's fucked up. Yeah apparently oh. in the Dune in the books it's more fucked up but they do a bunch of like body horror shit and apparently that's one of the things you end up as I love whatever the what's his name the uh, head of that house Harkonnen Baron Baron, Baron. Baron. yeah I love him like he's oh, such he's an so unconventional he's such an unconventional villain yeah in the sense of like he's this decrepit looking guy but the way he just like floats and shit it's like it's not like it's kind of goofy but it's like unnerving well yeah. compared to like, the other ones from- this one is. Good. Like he's more threatening, he's imposing, and his floating the way he floats in this is just straight up to look taller than everybody else, but it's like frightening. And it's the cloth the that series, really does it. Yeah, the cloth it helps it not look like a guy floating on the fucking theatrical sticks. That's yeah, it makes strings. you I think I think for some people, I'm not sure if it was anyone here, but some people thought maybe he was just a snake because uh, it almost we thought feels, it was a snake. Yeah, we thought he was, was like some snake. yeah. Because like it, it feels so inhuman. Whereas like in the other ones, it's just a fat ginger floating around the room, like uh, like. And the other ones, he's a lot not complicated. He's a lot more cartoon. He's just like, oh, ha. he's like, oh, he's taunting, he's taunting Leto when he's about to die. This one, he's just like, no, I'm gonna kill you. Tell me what yeah. you just said. You know, I'm I'm curious. Did anyone else get like a Marlon Brando vibe from the performance of the Baron? What Stellan? Yeah, Scott's got kind of got a little Brando in there, but it was it's good. I'm I, I don't I have no problem with it. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. But it yeah, definitely I, gave me a little bit of like a Captain Kurtz. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of pictures on Twitter saying like, oh, the parallels, like when he's coming out of the bath, it's the same thing yeah. as him coming out of the shadow. Uh, there's another one, but I forgot what it was, but it's similar. It very much gave me that vibe, which I appreciate to all hell. I think the Baron was excellently done here, especially seeing how terrible he's been done in the past. I think it just, again, it just highlights how well a good director can really do something here, which is why I do have faith that that Dennis can do something pretty good with the Emperor. You know, something equivalent, I guess. So who, uh, who are we casting as the emperor, though? Because mm-hmm. here's the way I think about it is we have one of two options. We could either do A, someone like relatively obvious, you know, like Idris Elba or someone who carries like that real terrifying personality. 
or we we subvert expectations here and we cast like Jack Black or Eddie Murphy wow. as the emperor. And then just real and people are like, I gotta see this now. But you announce it ahead of time and you're like, we get, get Jack Black is the is the god emperor. My, my my dog clearly does not like this idea. <laughs> I agree with your dog. That's a, I think that's a terrible idea. No, you know, like, how crazy you know better? would that be? Seth Rogen. Yo, that'd be nuts. I could really or, go for like, uh, I guess he might be a bit too old at this point, but Anthony Hopkins. That would be a good Ooh. one. I could see that. There's no way he's doing it though, but he could do it. Yeah, I, I definitely no way at this point. I think I, I think he said he, he might be a bit too old, but. I definitely would have liked that. I think it has to be someone who can like stride a line between decrepit and regal. But I mean, again, I don't Downey know enough Jr. about and it's Iron, that it's just be, Iron Man. That would be something. Michael Caine. Give me Michael Caine. <laughs> he retired. Tur- he, no, he, he did not retire. It turns out that was incorrect. Oh, never mind. He unretired. So Michael Caine is now technically feasible. Uh, what about you, the Emperor? What about you, Pearl? You want to be Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. That's who I want. Give me Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito and Jack Nicholson. Actually, Jack retired. No, not Jack. I'm sorry. I was thinking about Mike. um, Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah, that could be Michael Keaton. I think Christian Bale. Christian Christian Bale Bale just become a giant. No, he would just be the sandworm. (laughs) Christian Bale actually (laughs) aged 20 years for this role. He uh, physically aged his body just to be able to do it. How did he, he can do float that? now too. Okay, actually, Patrick Stewart. Again, Patrick Stewart returning to return to the Dune to Dune saga, but this time, he's he's the emperor. You know, you know what's even better, David Lynch. <laughs> it's what they what they make him do if they if he wants to have um, Twin Peaks season four. You have to play the emperor in Dune, David. It's the only way we'll give it to you. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, one thing that we didn't mention. Uh, in the Leto's uh, death scene, when he crunches the, his tooth and uh, puts the poison out, the way he's positioned looks a lot like uh, this painting, the death of Morat. Oh wow! You can send stuff in here. Holy shit! I didn't know you could do that. Oh, <laughs> that's very <laughs> fair. Yeah, I agree with this statement. Yeah, the, when I saw it for the first time, I'm like, huh, that's a lot like this painting. And then I looked into it, it's like, oh, it's a painting about a about a murdered French Revolutionary leader. So it plays into that, too. I don't get it. What, what's the parallel here? It's just the way, do you remember his positioning? Like, he's just naked on the chair, slumped over, like, the painting? Yeah, I, I'm just yeah, no, I'm just not understanding. Like, what is what does this have to do with... I'll be honest. I don't know what I'm doing with this bit. I clearly understand what you're saying. Yeah, he was trying I'm to just, be facetious, <laughs> Tyler. It, trying, it only yeah. would have worked if Tyler didn't take you genuinely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's better to play Pearl, his trade so Pearl, you don't get fucked over. Pearl, I get he ruined my bit, but you can't be talking during this show. You're ruining. You're ruining the audio. God, you're God. killing. You're killing me out here. I am sorry about the dog. <laughs> I do no apologize problem. for that. It's we fine. get to see a dog every so often, so it's keeping our spirits high. Normally, this is basically just hard labor for the three of us what you just see Faison's <laughs> ugly mug i'm kidding Faison. it's more like wow, chris's ugly a... mug yeah i was gonna say why didn't you insult me that just makes more sense that was a I just on on is your mic on um no it wasn't i'm muted have you been saying something this entire yes, time i have 
Yeah, okay. I, you, I realized your mouth was moving. I'm like, you haven't said anything in a little bit. Is, is yeah, mic I, I didn't realize it was muted. That's okay. So awkward. we're gonna we're gonna have Faison's corner. Give us every single thought that you had this entire time that you haven't said. Do you um, think we were just ignoring you for the past? It was just mostly. Minutes? I just thought you guys didn't hear me. <laughs> well, yes, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, technically you guys didn't hear me. Yeah. So Faison, give us every thought you've had. Um, nothing really. I don't know. I kind of agreed with everything that's been said. Okay. Who was <laughs> I, your I fan casting for the Emperor? I, I didn't have one. I don't know actors like that. Now, you have to pick a woman, though. That's the thing. You're yeah, the- you're, uh, you're doing an empress. We're flipping it. We're flipping the script here. Would it be empress? Yeah, it would be. Empress. Yes, it would be empress. Yes, uh, Angelina Jolie. There we go. Another franchise movie for her. Hot, hot off the heels of uh, Marvel's new blockbuster hit, The Eternals, uh, comes Angelina Jolie in a movie that'll probably have a higher Rotten Tomato score. Um. I, I'm, I'm so curious about what we've missed from face. <laughs> I had nothing really, to be honest. What's your, what's your problem with Eternals already? Well, it's... I have no problem with it. I just find it funny that its score is that bad. I, so, okay, actually, I, I, I've been saying for a long time, I had no faith in Eternals. I felt like it was going to be bad. Um, I, I didn't like how I was looking from the marketing. I didn't like what they've changed from the source material. It, it, it has not... It had not caught me, and I had a bad feeling about it. I've been saying this ever since Nomadland because I still do not like Nomadland, um, and I'm just kind of happy that I seem to be correct <laughs> in that the <laughs> critics are collectively not enjoying this movie, and that it is. I I mean, I sent Tyler some. I've read I've read like every review on Rotten Tomatoes just to stroke my own ego, and I sent Tyler um, this one that what was it? God, uh, this big but this big budget action film will hit theaters just in time for Thanksgiving which reaches the chef's kiss of utter perfection because it's a $200 million turkey, um, which is just fucking cruel. That's just got to be one of the most brutal things I've seen someone say about a movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it, brutal. Even the like the fresh reviews wait, wait, have been aggressively wait, against con- this movie. Wait, wait, I'm confused. Like, that sounded like a positive thing. Did I, like, miss... They said, like, a $200 million turkey. I mean, I like turkey. Um, you know how the, turkey puts like you to the, sleep uh, after you eat too much of it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I get it. That's the whole movie, that apparently. A, that's a little above my pay grade, that bit. <laughs> that that joke. That was a, oh um, well. Could yeah, be worse. The, could be the old could be the old dunes. Could be the old True. dunes. He's not wrong. There will always be worse movies. Do you actually have out. anything else to add into this one? Uh there's now, a, there's something on the notes that I don't know what the fuck this means. I think Tyler wrote it. The what? Gom Jabar scene. Oh right, the scene where the, the gum jabar is the process of him sticking his hand in the box. And oh, okay. oh, the pain box. Yeah, pain box. You could have just said <laughs> pain, pain box, box, Tyler. That would have been the a lot actual clearer. name. That's the actual name. That's the whole okay. box. That's the whole. I'm sorry, Tyler, I forgot Nobody that. knows the actual name. I forgot. What do you the mean? Bene Chris Gesserit... read everything about this shit and didn't. Learn I forgot the name that the Bene Gesserit brought the gum jabar box for the son of Leto of House of Stratis, Paul, to put his goddamn hand in Tyler. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> anyway, it's a great scene. <laughs> Yo, it's a great scene. Everyone's right, acting who, in that is great. Who's sticking the, their hand in the pain box? I'm kind of curious to see I'll, what it feels like, so I'm down. I will. I'd do it. Yeah, same. I, now the, now Here's the thing. In, the this vision, is, in this vision of the movie, they don't show anything in the box. It's just I Timothy. prefer that. Yeah, that's much better than the miniseries, which well, both Lynch and the miniseries show like his hand either on fire or burning from acid. Either yeah. way, it's better to not show it to be like, oh, it could be anything and it's extremely painful. Yeah, I prefer Pain well. box. Also, the fact that in, is it Lynch's movie or the miniseries where the box is on her lap? 
I have uh, no Lynch's, idea. I think. It's Lynch's when it's I done her it lap. Yeah. And it's a lot weirder that it's just on her lap, this mystical yeah. box. If he's not careful, he's going to end up in a different box. Yep. Exactly. Just stick it in. It's like, oh, okay. Now for the actual. I don't test. get Wait, that what? joke. Could you could you explain that joke to me, Chris? Yeah. yeah oh, yes. Of course. No. Um, the box being uh, the Bene Gesserit mother's vagina. There you go. Did that clarify Anyways. for you, Thomas? <laughs> Got it. Thank you. No, you think I'm not going to play this shit straight? Thank you. I've said way worse things on this show. Thank you. Um, Oh, yeah. One other thing. Uh, Sexual tension between Paul and his mom. He is right. Oh, my God. That was so fucking weird. I I hate it. When when they're changing and he just glances back for no reason. Apparently, the point of that scene is to be like, oh, he's not her son. Like, yeah, it's she's he's still her son. But it's like, oh, he's becoming a leader now. But at the same time. Yeah, sure. But at the same Stuck time, my Nan suit steps on. Please help me. Jesus Christ. You know that's going to come out soon. I've oh, gotten yeah. spice in my nether regions. Could you help me get it out, Polly? I'm like, sorry. Yeah, could you, no could you explain that joke to me, Tommy? I don't understand what yeah. you're saying there. Und- yeah, basically, it's, it's a. You ever see. Yeah. You know what? No, I'm not going to explain this because <laughs> I'm going to. I've decided. I I started to think about what I'm actually going to say here, and I'm like, "There's no easy way to say this, so you will live in ignorance for the oh, rest damn. of your days." There, Christopher. This is a sad way to go. Mm. Um. Yeah, that scene was awkward All as right, fuck. Tyler, and can continue with what you're saying. <laughs> it's supposed to be like, "Oh, he's Tyler." Would you clean now. sand out of my box? <laughs> That's the main question I'm trying to figure out here. How much do you care about your friend, Tyler? Chris, would you? No, no, I would not. I don't care, <laughs> so about, you don't care about your friends. I don't care about my friends whatsoever. No, not even a little bit. The fuck, dude? I, I mean, uh, if it makes you... any consolation, I wouldn't clean your sandy box. I wouldn't anyway. have it any. I wouldn't have it any other way, Tommy. I really would. I, I genuinely don't know what we're talking about anymore. It's like yeah, it's, actually... it's, it's, it, it could be I mean, anything. We could be talking point. about it. it. Could be anything. Just, we started out we... this show saying it could be anything. <laughs> it's just like what's in the Jamba door. It could be anything. <laughs> So it makes it so oh. scary. You know all the terminology for everything else, but not the goddamn paint box scene. Of course, I didn't know the goddamn paint box scene. That doesn't come back. That's not as important as the golden path or the thinking machines, Tyler. <laughs> okay. The marbles all of right. consciousness. So that scene is supposed fish, to be that. The fish lips. That Paul is supposed to become a leader, not only just her son, but instead, like, they could have done that fully clothed. They could have done that, like, little, the awkward look. Fully clothed. The fact that they did it when they were undressing made it so much worse. Yeah. I also, not, I hate on Twitter. Good. I hate like yeah. I've went on Twitter. It's like yeah, it's an awkward scene. And then this one uh, tweet got a bunch of reviews, uh, retweets saying like, "Oh, you guys are so dirty for thinking that." It's obviously the leadership thing. It's like, so, yeah, you can still do that thing fully clothed. It's really, really weird when they do it getting undressed. Dennis yeah. just has some stuff to work out, and occasionally it falls into his movies, but it, it happens to the best of us. There's no other movie where that happens. I haven't seen the rest of Dennis's movies, so for all I know, Prisoners is a lot of things. <laughs> um, Prisoners? Really? Yeah, he did yeah. Prisoners. He's great. Oh, I, liked, I liked that movie. Still got to see that. That was a good um, movie. Yeah. I, I do actually have one more kind of major thing about the movie to talk about. I really, I, I said this before briefly, I like where it ended. I think it ended at a very good place. Um, because ultimately this movie chooses to end with Paul's arc coming to like a natural conclusion. Cause my biggest issue with the movie while watching it, like was that Paul feels very fucking bland for the most, for the majority of the movie. He just doesn't have a whole lot going on. He's kind of a blank canvas. 
Um, however, that's the point. And by the end of the movie, the whole thing is that like he's made a choice because all, all throughout the entire movie, he's been kind of torn between like walking his father's path and his mother's path, uh, whether it's like between how his father chose to lead and like the Bene Gesserit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the movie, he rejects like his mom's idea of getting off planet and instead chooses to focus on the way his father wanted to do things with desert power by leading to freedom. Yep. So he actually like becomes he makes a, con- a consistent decision of what to do. And it's reflecting on his character falling into that position of leadership, which I think works a lot better here than it ever did with the weird, really weird stripping scene. Um, Yeah. (laughs) On top of that, like him killing this other Freeman member is kind of penultimate, like him becoming a man in this culture and also accepting their ideology as one. Yeah, instead of just being completely accepted in by showing up. Yeah. Exactly. So like, I think that this moment is just so it's so critical for his character that I understand why Dennis chose to end here at the price of the pacing. And I think ultimately, I honestly think that's worth it. I think this was the better place to end than at the end of the, the, of the invasion, because if you end it with the invasion, Paul hasn't had an arc. He hasn't changed throughout the course of the movie. He's still just Paul. Yeah. Now he's Mahdeep, right? Like yeah. quite literally, he has made a massive change as a character um, and a pretty damn good, interesting one. Um, so I'm I'm very happy with where the movie chose to end. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on the movie from you guys, though? Very think... good. Liked the movie. Yeah, can't wait to see more. They should have said have... Dune Part One at the end, though, and not the beginning. That would have been hype. It was really ballsy of Villeneuve to just put yeah Part One, even though it wasn't green there for Part Two. He was like, no, I'm putting Part One in this fucking thing. You're giving me my yeah. set of movie. It is that is gutsy as hell. I do have one thing to say. Apparently, Timothy Choo Choo Train, um, he went back to NYU before um, this movie came out, and he apparently gave like half of the campus chlamydia. So, that was when he was there. Was that when he? Oh, that was when he was at NYU. I thought it was like during the like while he went, when he already became an actor. No, that joke's been around. That when he was at NYU, he did that. I did not know that. I thought that was that's this is slightly less funny now. But either not way, like he did that. It's not like he wait, did it twice. Wait, He's like, wait, wait, wait. What the hell did you just say? What Which did part? You just say? Timothy Juchu train? <laughs> Timothy or the chlamydia Chalamet, part? <laughs> the main character of Dune, yes. Paul's character, okay, yes. has given, gave a shitload of people at NYU chlamydia. chlamydia. Yes. That's not a bit. This isn't a joke. This is not a bit. No, this is, no, this is, this is a truth. It is when he was like a student there and they got out that like, oh yeah, he fucked around. He also had chlamydia, but he fucked around. It was just the rumor. Funny as hell. I like to believe that it's facts. I'd like to think that the Messiah had <laughs> and just passed it around to a lot of New York. Getting the spice around everybody. <laughs> well, the spice is how he got them into bed, Tyler. But <clears throat> anyhow, um, let's that sounds uh, like another topic. That's cut to commercial, yeah. I guess. <laughs> let's desperately cut to commercial, please. If you have the time, don't forget to check out the Bite Size Review podcast. There, I review TV shows and movies so that you don't have to. Your time is precious and you don't have time to waste it. So each week, I'll review a TV show or a movie and give you a bite-sized review. See you there. Okay. Uh, so do, do we, we have a commercial break? break? I mean, no, no, we were back from the commercial break. I don't, does anyone have oh. a bit? Any news, Tyler? You got should, anything for us? Should we just no, go straight I think in? This, I think this like movie an hour is... This episode is going to be Christ. way too long to do to do those. Uh, every time Tommy's here, it runs too long. How remember how That's... long Godzilla versus King Kong was? Yeah, that three was and funny. a half hours. <laughs> I think. Half. Yeah, about. Um, You're welcome. On to David Lynch. Uh, Tyler's oh, actually, Baby hold Daddy's on. Movie. I don't know if you guys seen it, but Book of Boba Fett dropped a trailer today. 
I did see it. I did see it. Okay. It shows absolutely nothing. It shows nothing. Me- <laughs> but hype. Anyways, it's moving talking on. about no, no, it actually, shows nothing. I do actually what do have you one. Want? I wanted Taya. I wanted I wanted Cyborg Cad Bane to show up in the episode. I wanted Bosk. I wanted Dengar, but I want him to be mid his transformation surgery that he does to become um, the robot Den Dengear or whatever he calls himself in in the First Order era. I wanted. Um, uh, what's her goddamn name from the Bad Batch? What is the name of the child? Omega. Uh, I wanted Omega. Omega. I wanted adult Omega. I wanted. You three wanted Palpatines. the entire thing spoiled in the trailer. I wanted. I want it all. No, no, I don't. But um, it it does just make me ask one question that I'll just bring up before we hop into David Lynch. Uh, Boba Fett. Though, though these ten years really changed him as a person. If he's yeah. trying to rule with respect, when the last time we saw Boba Fett, his whole idea was like. I will kill anyone who gets in my goddamn way. I hate you all. So I'm excited to see how they explain that because that should be really fucking fun. Yeah. It's Boba Fett. That's that's all you need to explain. Pearl, God is my witness. I will put you in that hole you're digging. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Sorry, my dog keeps digging holes. She here thinks she's I'm a worm. Sick of, I'm getting sick getting of you. You're a little spirit. worm, aren't you? She's trying to find the spice. Get, I'm gonna so Lynch is Dune. Do we Lynch really? Need to, do we even need to talk about I this one? Yes, we do. See it. I you didn't, didn't see it. it. Good. Did you yeah, watch any watch of the it. other Dunes except nope, for Dennis's? I didn't. I, I, know <laughs> I, I fucking I called it. I called I, it before I, I told, we started the episode. Full disclosure: I really was going to, but but then I completely forgot about this until Tyler texted me. Yo, you still good for today? And I'm like, ah, shit! I totally forgot about it's this. A, it's a, a good thing you didn't. These were not no, good films. No, no, no. no suffer there's together. One thing. There's one thing you need to see him just doing. It's the goddamn shields. Oh my god! And I'll the be Roblox re- shields. And I will be real with you. I was never going to watch him. I was most likely just going to like pull up the movie clip things and just kind of watch him like that. Oh, yeah. I'll sh- I'll show you a clip of the goddamn shields. You I have to see the the fighting's like straight Minecraft. I hate you really. So yeah, I love Minecraft. They have they oh, have so the shields are literally just wrecked like boxes around them. Shield practice. Yep, oh, yep. Here it is, Tommy. You're, you're watching this. Got it. Live reaction. Where is it? I'm chat. coming. I'm. Yeah, it's gonna be it's in the, the chat in ch- a second. It's it's loading. Got up. it. Anyway, Lynch's Dune actually covers the entire first book, which is sort of. It cuts it, a lot. It cuts a lot, but it gets. It does technically get the entire book. I think it also adds things that aren't in the book, but we'll we'll talk about these as we get to them. Um, yeah, this is from 1987. It's old. There you go, Tommy. It looks old. It's uh, the effects have not aged well. Um, the worms look okay because I think they're miniatures, but everything else in this movie looks rather bad. Uh, no. The shields that we've come to to love in Dennis's version are, are amazing and lynches. They are. I actually they're the one thing I would have kept in Dennis's version of the movie. They're just cubes. They're just it's like horror. It's like a cubic rig on like an animation model. It's amazing. It's like a hitbox rig on an animation model. That's what I mean. Um, there's a pug that Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart ca- uh, carries into battle um, all the time. Why is he there? There's so many dogs I, in the movie too. It's just Patrick. Yeah, there's a lot of weird animals. There's a cat that's like hooked up to like a gun machine. There's yeah, a cow who they just. There's a cow that they just like rip parts off to eat. Who's just like hung upside down. I I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Half the if I had only watched this movie, I would have assumed there was no plot, and this was yeah. utterly incomprehensible. Um, the Baron's a ginger, and he just floats, and he's disgusting. 
He looks uh, disgusting, and he's disgusting too. And, and it's just an insane person. He's just crazy. People have these heart plugs that you can pull out to like let all their blood flow out of their body. Um, we get to see this disgusting third level guild navigator, which is just a, a, a weird walking tumor who doesn't walk, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that David Lynch just added plot points. Like at the end of the movie, it just starts raining and everyone's like, holy shit, Paul really was the Messiah. I have no reason to believe this is in ah, any of the other source a, material. It is a hitbox rig. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. Um, in this movie, the reason the Emperor hates House Astratis is because they're developing guns that they have to yell into to shoot sonic bullets. Yeah, which I hated it's, that. It's ridiculous. Did not and it's enjoy like, there's, that. This, there's this weird scene where like, Paul is like, I've turned my name into a killing weapon. It's like, what the fuck is even going on? Yeah. Um, Paul, put down the spice, please. It's utterly incomprehensible. Zendaya's character also shows up like more than halfway through the movie. And I think she maybe has a single line throughout the whole thing, which somehow is basically, it's probably less impact than in Dennis's version so far. Um, <laughs> the last 30 minutes are a clusterfuck. There is a child who is utterly psychotic terrifying. and terrifying and who murders the Baron and shoots him into space and then starts ecliptically dancing as she trips <laughs> balls on spice <laughs> and heralds the end of times before saying, my older brother is the Messiah. <laughs> there's also, there's a massive time skip that they just don't mention. <laughs> They, none of the, the miniseries or this, they mentioned like, yeah, you get the sense that time has passed, but you don't know how much. And the miniseries is like, oh, yeah, end of, end of episode two. Next. My child is four. It's like, wait, what? Hold up. Also, her, ch- her child actually is aging at like an insanely fast rate comparatively because of the water of life, which yeah. this movie also does not really bother talking about. It just says, and she drank the water and we cut away rather quickly. <laughs> um, it is it is a you know fucking crazy? incomprehensible mess. People like this movie. Because uh, people like it because they say it's a terrible Dune movie, but if you forget that it's supposed to be Dune, they enjoy it. it, it, it people like Mars Attacks. We don't trust people anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right? we, we've learned our lesson. People liked Labyrinth. To be um, fair, for this so... movie, uh, Lynch did love the book. When he, when he first got approached to do it, he got approached after he got nominated for Best Director for Alpha Man. So they're like, oh, you want to do this? He's like, I don't know what this is. He read the book. He's like, oh, I love it. I'll do it. And his version was going to be like three or four hours. The studio said, fuck that. And they kept cutting it down. They kept messing with it. And then now like Lynch hates this movie because he wants to take his name. He wanted to take his name off the movie because it's not his. He didn't want half the shit in here. Actually, it should be said that before Lynch was approached to make this movie, somebody else had attempted to make a dude movie. His name was Jabrowski. Um, and Jabrowski. he had written... Sorry, whatever. He had written, I think it was an 8,000 page long document that was the the script of the film. And it would have been 16 hours if it had ever gotten put to film. 16 hours long. Uh, Salvador Dali would have been uh, Leto and Pink Floyd would have done the music. Instead, Toto did the music, which is very bad. And um, I don't even know who the fuck played Leto. I don't remember. <laughs> No, you know what I, this, it was missing though is that if Toto, Toto did do the music, but they could have just done a version of Africa where instead of blessing the rains for an Africa, just I pray for rains in Arrakis. They could have actually played <laughs> I bless the rains down in Africa during the scene where it starts raining. You and I just think changed, like, it would I have easily the, gone up a star on Letterboxd. I look at the lyrics for fucking that song and I'm like, wait a minute, there's an easy way to just change all of this to Arrakis and be about Dune. It's very easy to do. 
Yeah, I don't know why they, they picked Toto without doing the most logical thing they could have even done. So clearly bizarre decisions all around. You can tell this movie was fucked with this post because um, there's just random overlay sounds that like cuts it's out. The, like it, the, people stop talking and then like we just get like in the mind commentary of like, I will kill him. Yeah. <laughs> like bad video game dialogue. It's fucking ridiculous. I over this was just a horrible movie. It's horrible. I don't but think there's any redeeming quality of it. There is. It's 90 minutes. It is that, 90 yeah, minutes. Of no, that. it's not. It's like two hours. It's It drags. <laughs> you know, it, there are things that drag worse, as we'll soon find out. Um, yeah. That's I actually like, actively hated this movie. I hated this too. movie. Yeah. Me and Tyler had more fun with it. Tommy doesn't have an opinion. Um, but I, I will say this one thing this movie does, I think, that I do like. It includes a plot line that's rather important. Uh, which is the guild navigators plot line. Um, so basically they are putting pressure on, on the, the emperor. Yeah. Or even just the existence of the guild navigator. We, we see how much power they really have. The guild yeah. navigator controls everything. They control all travel in the universe. However, they are extremely reliant on spice. Um, we do not see these characters in Dennis's Dune. We do not see what a third level guild navigator looks like in, in that Dune. Maybe that's uh, a part two thing. Maybe, but like, I feel like they should have at least been established. Like, even if we don't see the navigator, just yeah, knowing just like that maybe the guild one exists. scene or something, or like yeah, just like, knowing- just like an offline or two. Yeah, just something to establish their existence because, like, ultimately they're kind of the deciding factor as to why Paul becomes the emperor because yeah. they need the spice to flow, and he can choose to just like stop spice production once he takes over Arrakis, and the empire will crumble. Um, so they're like extremely critical into why he ends up becoming emperor, and yet they're not here in this movie at all. Another thing that, although it's kind of in this movie, is also cut to bare bones, which is incredibly important, is the princess, uh, the emperor's daughter, who yep. we do not see at all in Dennis's movie. It's Here only she's the like, really. it's only the miniseries. Here she's a narrator, but she's we also don't know that. important. Who's the narrator? You don't, you don't realize it. You don't realize it unless you read it. But yeah, she is the narrator. Huh. Um, and it's weird because she's the person who has to marry Paul. <laughs> and yet, She's not even in Dennis's movie and she's barely in this not one. Yet. Yeah, not yet. But like, if you're going to really introduce the, the thing is that her and Paul meet in a sequence that's supposed to be in the first uh, part of Dune, yeah. which is a dinner scene, which we know got cut from uh, Dennis's version of the film. Uh, and that's supposed to establish her character, establish that she doesn't agree with her father, that she does believe that House of Stratis is actually good and capable of what they should do and all this other shit. Um, and we just don't have that scene. So we're going to be introduced to this princess and also everything else in the book of Dune in the second part. And I don't know how that's going to be handled very well, especially yeah. if he chooses to start like after the time skip, because then we also have a fuck ton of catching up to do. Like I, I I'm very concerned for Dennis's part two, because I have no idea how the fuck he can handle like plot lines that weren't put into the first movie on top of a time skip that, either you're going to have to start with or is going to just happen in the middle of your movie at some point. I feel like probably they'll, they'll probably make it happen like 30 minutes in or something. Yeah, probably accompanied with like a military montage of like Paul leading assaults on the Harkonnen bases or something. But like it's, it's going to be fucking weird. It's going to be weird. And I think it's going to be paced poorly again because there's just a lot of ground to cover. You're so cynical, Chris. Why are you always so cynical? I was right about you, Eternals. I was goddamn right do? about Eternals. You don't know that. You haven't seen the movie yet. You're right. You could love but, it for all you know. He's right. 
And when I do see Eternals, I will come here and tell you all I was goddamn right. I didn't like Nomadland and I had a bad feeling about Eternals. And guess what? It's the lowest rated MCU movie so far, critically. I'm going to take that to the goddamn grave if I'm right afterwards. If not, I'm just not going to mention it. Um, <laughs> then I'll mention it over uh, and over again. You're, you're not coming into the JoJo episode and that's going to scare these guys off for quite I'll a long time. You. I'll kill you, dude. I'll kill you. <laughs> if you... If you two don't want to do that, I could get us. I can get us our own group of schmucks to do that one. That's okay. uh, I'm I'm happy to replace whoever I need to for a JoJo episode. That's what we call a uh, a bizarre experience. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, wait, you actually missed an opportunity. You could have called it a golden experience. Come on, don't tell me you don't. I no, I, come I, on. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I'm just. The, I'm just thinking about it. Like I, I liked. I thought it was more obvious to do the. It's more obvious, one. of course. But we got to do niche so that these these chumps don't understand it. I mean, full disclosure, I didn't even I didn't understand it until I looked up. I looked it up afterwards. I'm like, oh, that's the actual name of it. Don't know why they changed it. I don't know what song it's referencing, but whatever. That's a good point. I actually have no idea what song that's referencing. Anyhow, matter to me. David Anyhow. Lynch is doing. It's a fucking mess. It's, it's short enough. It has, at least. Do it with a mullet and a pug. That saves the movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> they also just... Patrick Stewart with a fucking mullet. It's like, you know what? Maybe this saves it. They also just throw in like everything in the last like 20 minutes. Yeah. Last 20 minutes are packed. Warm riding. I have no idea what the demon shot on even. There's a, it's unintentionally funny the part where. Um, uh, Paul is running it with uh, Stilgar and they're like, oh shit, these aren't uh, the. Ha- the Harkonnen, it's smugglers. Well, since we're here, might as well kill him. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, that part is in the miniseries too, but like, it makes sense. Like, oh, these aren't these other ground people. They're smugglers. Like, oh, okay, let me just like let's go about, it. and then they meet uh, Ernie again. Uh, what's his name? Gurney. Gurney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in this movie, spoiler. That, is... Spoiler. Since we've seen these movies, we know that he's alive. Yeah, that one's that one felt yeah. pretty obvious. Um, I mean, spoiler: we know how Dune ends now. At least Dune one, and I know how all four Dunes end. I know the I know the entire goddamn desert. Um, yeah, it's it's just fucking bizarre. The effects are really bad. There's a cat, and I don't know why he's there. Yeah, and, visually everything like the world just feels tiny. It feels tiny. It feels like it, it got inspired by all the worst parts of Star Wars. Yep. It, it feels so, like it took all the worst aesthetic of Star Wars. So be. episode nine, hey oh. Uh, yeah, no, episode ah, four, no. Chris, actually. Chris loves nine. it. And you episode hope. nine. It's new episode four. Episode four. <laughs> episode four is You mean the one anyway, that started it? Wait a minute. I don't think it's very good, but it's not the worst one by a large margin. There are significantly worse Star Wars films, like Rogue One. Nine. We're going to do, do this? We're, We're not going to do this, do this right now. Are we, we, are we really going to are we going to dig up the past? We're having a good time here, Chris, and you're really going to dig up this shit. You, I'm sorry. Who who started the digging here? Huh? That's besides the point, man. Like, I don't I'm know, a, man. I'm you dug worm, up the hatchet. Man. I'm just going to use it. I'm That's all worm, I'm saying. Man. All right. By the way, I would want to point something about those about the worm riding thing. They that was like a big part in the trailers. Like you can ride the worms and it's and it was just like the last three seconds of the movie. You see that, and it's like, ah, they Spider-Man toed us. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I mean, they Spider-Man tooed us with, with several aspects of the film. They Spider-Man tooed us with Zendaya. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I think this movie. I think this movie could have been more fun if it didn't take itself so seriously. I think it got fun when it got ridiculous, but yeah. that was just about the ending where it's like, all right, we have no idea what's going on. Everyone starts shooting. It's Paul versus Sting from the police. And they're going to fight to the death for a princess who we never met before. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that like if this movie was like really campy, I think I could have had a lot of fun with it throughout. But it's like it's, it's genuinely Lynch trying to be Lynch won't do camp. It's like trying to be a serious movie. It's just also garbage. Yeah. Um, also, could if make I'd... a good one, though, because based on the shit in the miniseries, but it got really ridiculous, like drinking the water and the shit you see. Lynch can do that. I don't think Lynch could have ever done a good Dune because of the way he likes to shoot things. If the the only way to do that would be if you just let him do whatever you want. I still, I Lynch Lynch has a very um. I don't know really what the word would be to describe it. It's like his his way of shooting things is very traditional almost. There's not a lot of motion in the camera when he when he films. Mm. There's a lot in Twin Peaks and then last in, in Twin, Twin Peaks. Pe- I haven't finished the last and have four episodes left, yeah. but I think like, especially in like uh, the first two seasons of twin peaks, it's very still. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of like, I guess over the shoulder cutaway shots that almost remind me of the prequel trilogy, but like not in a good way. Um, it, I don't know. There's something about his, his way of filming that has never felt super dynamic to me in terms of like camera motion and action. And for a, a sci-fi saga that has a lot to do with visual motion, I I just don't know if he would have ever really been the right fit for it. Hmm. Well, I mean, like it's not like he's only done that shit. Like he got not he's Elephant Man I've seen, and that's not like his normal weird shit. It's more traditional, I guess. That is fair. I haven't seen Elephant Man, and I haven't seen Mahal and Drive. Um, so there could be just bits of his that I have that will completely change my opinion on it. As from what I've seen him do and what I know of his stuff it doesn't feel like it was a match made in heaven. And I don't necessarily think I would be like, oh yeah, I definitely want to see Lynch give it another try. You know what I mean? I mean, everyone asked him for a director's card of it just to see it. And he's continually said, hell no, I'm done with it. I'm, he's like still pissed about it, basically. <laughs> he's still pissed. I'll just give you the weather instead. That's, that's Studio what interference today. is always such a terrible thing. You see all these horror stories. Like, I don't, like, again, I haven't seen it, but from like the clips I've been watching here, it's just absolutely abysmal just in how it looks how it's done so i don't know if it would have been better i don't think if the studio wasn't yeah that's the thing like it was probably gonna be bad from the start like he he clearly didn't have a good understanding of what this was and it was more along the lines of he you said like he read the book or something or someone approached him saying yeah you want to do this yeah he's like he read he he didn't read the book when he first got approached then he read the book saying yo yeah i really like this and then got now, it. did he read the books or did he like high school read the books because that just means he looked up the spark notes also no, did he read the books or the book because that's a this the way this ends feels like he only read the first one i think he probably just read the first one yeah because the this movie ends rather triumphantly yeah um paul becoming emperor is a bad thing he is a monster <laughs> he's not a good person and he literally is a trying to cause genocide, but he can't bring himself to do it. So he goes to the desert and then he just basically just lets his son do it. Paul's not a good person per se. And it definitely, well, I, I guess he has good intentions, but he sterilizes like so multiple planets. He's kind of Thanos. He sterilizes multiple planets of all life. Like him becoming emperor is 
it's a villain arc. Uh, and this movie is ends that very in the real? Is that in the real Dune books? Yeah, like he becomes okay. emperor. He becomes. He succeeds. He succeeds. He becomes emperor. We'll see it in spoiler two, for right. Spo- spoiler for Dune. That's spoiler for Dune. Yeah. Listen, it, it felt kind of. He becomes emperor. Um, it turns out he's not the Messiah, and but he has the powers very similar to the to what the actual Messiah will have, and he okay. knows that humanity needs to pretty much that if humanity ever becomes stagnant and too stable that they will die that humanity needs to be in a, con- a level of chaos that will force them to expand and spread throughout the galaxy to support their own survival yeah this is the that's and the golden path is what he needs to do to make sure that that happens um however it is so heinous what he has to do that he cannot bring himself to do it and he ends up in the desert and that's during dune messiah however his oh. son leto his son he named after his father leto the second is capable of doing it because he is the actual messiah when Leto becomes emperor, he gives himself an immortal body and becomes a worm god and basically becomes a tyrant for 3,500 years because he knows that eventually the people will push against him so hard that when he dies, they'll expand massively across the galaxy and what becomes known as the scattering, ensuring their own survival. And that's how book four ends with his death and humanity spreading across this, uh, the universe, fulfilling the golden path, preventing their inevitable huh. extinction to the thought machines or thinking machines. Um, it's interesting, but also it sounds fucking really. It really is cool. It does sound cool, but also there's a lot of because it's not like yeah. But from what you just described, it's it. It doesn't. It sounds like it's a bittersweet. Like that's such an atypical way. Okay, I see why this is like such a classic now because that's not like the heroes save the day. It's like not really. I mean, kinda. But he mur- he like he was like basically a dictator for thirty five hundred years and killed billions of people so that humanity would know never to trust a charismatic leader again and instead to think for themselves because the next time you trust a particularly charismatic leader he might just be the next space Hitler. Um, it's interesting. However, at the same time, throughout the story, there are just clones of Duncan Idaho just doing <laughs> shit, and for some reason, Leto like he he switches the like he basically decides that he wants an all female military. So he calls them the fish speakers. And I don't really, and that really had no purpose. It didn't even aff- affect the later book. So I don't know what the fuck the point of that was. Uh, there's just like uh, Zendaya's character, spoilers for if we ever get movie three, gets like unintentionally poisoned with contraception that was given to her by Paul's wife because Paul wouldn't bang her. Um, so she tried to like slip contraceptives into Zendaya's character so she couldn't breathe him in air. But instead she unintentionally murders her. And then she ends up just raising the two kids as Paul goes into the the desert. Oh, and Paul's sister uh, turns out she's what's called an abomination because she has no control over psychic capabilities. And she has she gets possessed by the genetic spirit of the Baron. Who takes over her body? Uh, Because it's her grandfather. (laughs) Cool idea in the center there. But then everything else I said sounded really fucking stupid, didn't it? Yeah. Everything else I said sounded goddamn ridiculous. Which like is why this dream. movie is this uh, series is known as unfilmable because it gets ridiculous like that. But you know, the more you talk about it, the more you're like, you know what? I kind of want to see how Dennis, uh, Dennis can do it. A major plot does that point much. of books. A major plot point of book six is saving the Jews. Not any, not space, nothing. Just the Jews. Just Judaism. That's it. That's. I have. <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. I haven't been able to get it out of my head. I just keep learning more. And I think it started to become against my own will. 
Like, I just can't stop. I'm, I'm just going to send that picture of uh, Chris in one second. Send it in the chat. This is this is me when I'm scrolling the, the Dune wiki, well, trying I'm, to look, understand them. I'm doing, I've been reading like snippets of the PD. I've just been, everything except for buying the books. I refuse to. I just keep digging around for other things. I don't think Tommy walked away. I don't think he heard a single Godman thing I said there. When no, was, I've been listening. No, I've been listening. I, okay, I yeah. got you in my ear. Sorry. Yeah, I've been, I just yeah. sent you a it's picture. A very, it's a busy day today. That's well, fair. No, this? it's just what the fuck is this? That's me when I'm scrolling wow. through the wiki. That's Chris off the spice. <laughs> Fear is the mind killer. Listen to me, all right? I gotta be. You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do to figure it out. I just, I just want to say this. Uh, Tati, his girlfriend, sent that picture at like three in the morning and said, "Help." <laughs> oh, good. Very good. <laughs> it's very concerning. Yeah. Look, look. At the end of the day. This is a very different property than anything I we've gotten so far. Yeah, like it's 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 very atypical, which I'm mm. happy for because I'm getting real sick and tired of the same fucking shit that keeps getting put out yeah. every now and again. Which is why I really hope Eternals is good because it looks different. But I, and we're gonna find out. I guess we're gonna, we're find, gonna out. find out. Um, like like harkening back, Shang Chi, the first two thirds of that movie are wildly different than any other Marvel movie. Then they mm. fight a dragon, which I'm like, ah, you almost, you almost had something there. And they but fight Dune, a big CGI monster. Yeah. But Dune, they never re- like, they never fight the worm per se. Like they never, there's so, not this triumphant. Cause, Cause for the, the Freeman, the, the feminine, the God, aren't they like the worms? Yes. And also the worms are the spice. I still don't understand exactly how that works. I think it's like a closed ecosystem, but I, I, I don't know anything beyond that. So that's, the that's today's journey. What's the rat have to do with anything? <laughs> the rat I don't, I don't have a goddamn clue. Yeah, what's, yeah, it does something. There's, supposed, do I think there's something. birds on Arrakis as well, but I don't think we've seen them. I don't know. Are we done with Lynch's Dune? I think do we, we have done. anything else to add on Lynch's Dune. Can we move on, please? From its yeah, one more commercial. All right, let's go to commercial. I am Wes, modern mythology enthusiast and defender of the realm of toy collecting. This is Andy, my fearless friend. Fabulous secrets were revealed to me the day I powered up my dynamic mic and said, Welcome to Fandom Power! Andy became the mighty producer Andrew Daw, and I became host Wes the newest pop culture podcaster on the interwebs. Only two others shared this secret, friend of the show and regular co-host Hank McLaughlin and my lovely wife Kimberly. Together we explore the realms of fandom and bring it to you as only we can. Fandom Power is available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fandom Power is a Sawcast production. Okay, one last Dune, boys. One last Dune. The miniseries, which I have five minutes left of. <laughs> it's four and a half hours long. It's a fucking sci-fi miniseries. And it was it, one at one point the highest rated thing on, sci- on the sci-fi channel. It's, it's fucking a, boring. It's so it's boring. It's so long and boring. I really do. Ch- I did really check. Like, it's, com- it's here's the thing. It's, it's comprehensive. Like, it's the it most makes accurate. Sense. Apparently, it's the most accurate representation of the book. Book, which mm. sure they got. I'm assuming most of the actual narrative and the plot points in there. Yeah, but it's a sci-fi show. None of these guys, not many of these people, can fucking act. 
Hey, 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 hey. Have you ever seen The Expanse? Is that a sci-fi show or an Amazon show? It was a started out as a sci-fi show, like the first three seasons. And it was amazing on sci-fi. And then it went to Amazon and you could just tell the production value went up, but it was still really good. Okay. And so so that's the exception. I mean, I'll say this. I used to like watching sci-fi as a kid. Um, They had a lot of weird shit on there. And it was like one of the non-premium channels on cable that had nudity. So, I mean, I think it was a great time, truly. I do agree with you. Not really on the nudity part, but like I always loved watching their like uh like those monster like those monster movies, those sci-fi yeah. originals, like Dino I mean, have- Shark versus Crocosaurus. Yes, they had stuff. like a uh, Firefly raid on sci-fi for a while too. Um they had like during Halloween, they had like a bunch of just stupid horror movies like Leprechaun or Trolls. Um I, th- I had a great time with the sci-fi channel back in the day. However, yes, this does, it, it looks, it manages to look almost worse than the 1987. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> version of Doom. It's very low budget. The suits look disgusting in this one. I just want to say aren't that. even like a, a thing. Yeah, Dude, they're the, just like the hats, really crappy man. cloth. The hats are mass. That one, that's where most of the budget went to. Um, we need hats. Episode two of the three is it could have been condensed to about 20 minutes. It is, it is a so hour and a half long slog of nothing. I, uh, Chaney manages to actually be worse than in the Lynch version yeah. because at least in the Lynch version, she did nothing in this one. She's just horny, horny. and here to make babies. That's it. She's That's her entire only, purpose. She, the, the scene of her in the desert talking to Paul is just fuck me eyes. Just like, come on, the tents over there. It's getting windy out, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, I, but this whole movie is extremely horny. Paul just like has a weird vision of like a weird space orgy. It kind of came out of nowhere and it ended out of nowhere too. I don't know what the fuck was that about. Um, Paul in the first episode is this like whiny teenager. He's <laughs> just so angry. He's so angry. He can't act. He gets a little bit into the character later on, but even then it's not like good acting. It's hard to believe when he's like, I am the Messiah and shit like that. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, sure you are, kid. Good. The Baron, the Baron manages to be worse than this one than in the David Lynch one as well. Yeah, Baron, this one is the most cartoony, where he's just taunting people and being like, "Oh, where's this?" <laughs> it's like, "No, please get the hell out!" Why are you not a threatening guy like uh, Scars got acted? It's, it's so, it's really, it's a lot. It took a lot to. Did anyone? Did any of us really keep like a mental track of what was going on at no. any point, or were we on? Were we doing something else while we had this open? I was doing so. I was like, yeah, I was, besides eating, I was doing something else at the time. Yeah, I, yeah I, 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 I just I had it playing in the background. I couldn't pay. I attention. couldn't give this my full attention. This was, this was quite bad. This was quite. But bad. like, dude, if you read some of the YouTube comments, people love this for some reason. I guess they love it just for the story aspect. Because I think also because they watched it back in the day when it came out in like two thousand one. Maybe, but I feel like most of the time when people watch, I think they only base it off the story. They don't care about filming aspect which is something i care about it it, it has jesus christ it has a 71 percent critical yeah, it's really high rated 91 average audience score because that they're basing it off i'm pretty sure no critic was in it's like oh, it's a sci-fi channel i don't think they're going to go like let's go hard as hell against the fucking sci-fi channel i guess that's fair i mean it's like even as the narrative it does the same thing that lynch's doom does where it does end it, it doesn't do it as badly. It ends a little bit triumphantly still, 
but we do have the scene where like the Freeman like decapitate that one guard and like the kids just holding his head up. Isn't that like, uh, Batista's character? I don't know. I think Batista's character was the one who was played by Sting that Paul has to fight in the end. But Wait, are you talking God, about the Lynch one or the, in the miniseries? Because I'm talking about in the Lynch, yeah, yeah. not the Lynch, the miniseries. Yeah, yeah. That in one the, guy but, gets. Yeah, but yeah. in the miniseries, Paul still has to fight. Like, it's the same character as Sting's guy. Yeah, but Sting's yeah. not. Sting's yeah, not, I know. I know. I'm not saying Sting's here, Tyler. I'm just saying. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying. saying. But who, so who? Well, yeah, what are you saying? The guy. Okay, the, the Paul fights a guy at the end, right? In like duel in combat. Yes. I think that's Batista. Batista's not the guy who gets his head ripped off. I have no, I honestly no, I could don't. not fucking tell you. I I think it's this guy because, like, otherwise we haven't met this nephew of Harkon, of, of the, the Baron. The, the second nephew isn't in uh, the news yet. It's not. So, okay, so then we haven't met the person that Paul fights at the end, which is fucking weird because your main, your final climactic fight of your Dune saga is going to be Paul and a guy Paul never met and who the audience didn't meet until they just watched this movie, which is a weird choice and I, I, it's interesting I guess we'll see how that goes um, but yeah maybe potentially Batista's character gets his head chopped off and uh, carried by a child which is supposed to be like this sign that things are going to be bad everything's going to be alright <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think it, it's super super positive I know that um, kid was loving it kids having a great time but yeah, so it ends less positively than Lynch's, but not not great. I think it also one thing it does well is it does adapt the princess's storyline with like meeting at the at the dinner banquet, yeah, at the banquet, and then eventually like you know kind of having to get married, and then the narrator is just like that poor bitch. I really hope she likes writing, <laughs> and then like just pans away from her, and like one of the it's just cruel. The narrator just like shits on her, and like she's not getting anything. And then it just goes away and just what has to be just just it just feels unnecessarily cruel. Um, her character also is just kind of it's, it's just, she's less boring than Shaney, but she's not great. Uh, everyone, everyone's kind of boring in this one. Paul's yep. boring, Paul's which so is boring. surprising considering he has like an actual narrative, but he's just boring. Paul's mom's boring. Paul's dad was extremely boring. Oh, my God. He's the only one who's an actual like. He's in the MCU too. He's uh. He, who does he play? The uh, is he the Abomination or the, the General Ross? General oh, Ross. so he's he's oh. future Red Hulk. That's pretty cool. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, he's very boring in this. Um, you mean Rolk? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Rolk is one of the Hulk's many personalities, right up there with um, Old Man Hulk and Gray Hulk. You mean Grolk? <laughs> I feel like I'm moments away from mental breakdown whenever Tommy's in this goddamn show. I can't really add too much. I can't really add too much to this one. I just find (laughs) it. So wait, um, there's just one thing that you guys are mentioning. So was it Zendaya's character or Paul's mom's character that's incredibly horny? Zendaya's character. (sighs) Damn it! Oh well. Oh well. Better luck next time, boys. That's what the second movie's about. Yeah, that's what Children of Dune is all about. It's going to be <laughs> exactly what you're looking for. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, sure, we get more details. We understand, like, we learn about the water of life, and we learn about all the plot lines that were cut from the other movies. It's just really hard to cost? pay attention to all of these plot lines. Yeah, it's hard to care. Yeah. It's hard to care for four and a half fucking hours 
when it's and not I, that again the second one didn't mean to be 90 minutes long i think they could have cut this four and a half hour movie to four maybe I mean, three uh, and a half hours three and a half yeah three and a half hours i think i think if you want to make dune in one movie three and a half hours that's the way to go yeah <laughs> Um, ironically, even the ending of this feels a little rushed because I guess they needed a five-hour runtime <laughs> to really, to really hammer it in. <laughs> uh, don't watch it. Just don't. honestly, I'm, I'll be real. If you're listening and you're like, "Well, what Dune should I watch?" Just watch the Dennis one. Yeah. And if you and your friends decide to get real fucked up, you know, you can watch the the David Lynch one because that 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 feels like a whole trip in and of itself. Yep. Don't ever don't watch this one. <laughs> It's not worth the suffering. I fit we I, I finished it today. Tyler's still watching it. I I'm not gonna know finish the last on. five minutes. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know the la- actually the last five minutes has one really nice shot. The one shot I remember in the is whole it movie. The one in the throne room? With the girl like covered in shadow, the princess. I think I saw that. Yeah, that That's fine. the one nice shot. That's the one shot I like. The one nice shot in the Lynch one is when uh they're in the desert. Everyone's lined up, and Peter's walking. Not Peter. Uh, Paul's walking to the camera. That one's nice. Yeah, that one's actually a very nice shot. Um, so there we go. Each of these movies had a single good shot. Um, so compared really- to the entirety of uh, Villeneuve's, which is a very pretty movie that yeah. never looked bad, honestly. Um, except when it was really dark in some of the combat scenes, where like it felt a little bit hard to see what was going on. Could have just been my theater. Uh, but like when when uh, the invasion uh, was really dark. Yeah, the invasion was really dark. It was dark, I know that I know I don't yeah. have problems with dark the, scenes. Yeah. I didn't think that one was that bad though. Like cuz it wasn't really like it's it's nothing. It's not like the built like um what's it, what's what's the fucking show called Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. the, the really Night dark. King invasion like when you've established that you can sh- shoot these incredible action sequences and you're supposed to see everything when your climactic moment here is it just shrouded in darkness, that's just terrible. And this one, I felt like it was more thematic that it was happening in darkness. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact, I guess, because you know, it, yeah, it's like it's coming out of nowhere. Ah, shit! What do we do? I didn't. I didn't feel like I was cheated out of any epic, epic battle or anything. But I guess that's fair. I, I always just like my I like my fight scenes to be a little brighter, but that's just a personal preference. Um, I don't like hold it against the movie or anything. You know, if that's like one of my critiques, it's definitely a much smaller one. Uh, I mean, I'd rather not see the movie than see the Dune one. So <laughs> the miniseries, I should say. So, yep. it's are we done? Yeah. Does anyone have anything left to say about Dune miniseries 2001? Commercial. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we bring you the latest in film, TV, and all things pop culture related. Join us as we spill the tea on what's going on in the entertainment world with new episodes every week. A friend of mine once said that the conversation continues after the credits, so you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at FilmOptics, that is Optics with an X, and you can subscribe to us on podcast platforms around the internet. Thank you all, and you take care. And we're back, everybody, and we are finally going to do it. I know, I feel like my life has just been restored back into me. God, let's just rank them. Number three. Number three. 
Tommy Mini first. Got it. Probably Dune. I got to be real yeah. with you. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, the miniseries for me as well. Yeah, I think it's the miniseries for me. And two. Uh, I'll probably Dune. Yeah. I got to say for number two. That's yeah. fair. I think it's a bit of a hot take, but I can understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, Lynch is Lynch is Dune. That's that's my yeah. number two. Lynch. I, I, I am a bit surprised. Not, I'm not surprised, but like, especially considering how much Bazon hated. Okay, this movie. but then I watched the miniseries. Then he watched exactly. Then he it was watched- <laughs> it was four hours long. <laughs> it's so boring. We should have really put something very light next week just to heal from this. Instead of JoJo. No, let's do no, it. that's not let's doing anime do next week. We'll, we'll bring Tommy in in another seven months to watch to watch JoJo. We'll tell you when I set one. that up. Number one, number one, number one. Dune. Uh, Dune. But the Dune Dennis Villeneuve's Dune. It goes. That's the one that has to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think honestly, if, if we just switched around the soundtracks, I think this list is absolutely interchangeable. Um, <laughs> whichever what, you want to have Toto first. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Whatever Dune played, the Eclipse by Pink Floyd would have been my number one. Um, so it truly it was a toss up at any given point. I honestly mm-hmm. just rolled dice to decide what my list was today. Uh, thank God we're out of here. I don't yeah. want to see Dune again for another three fucking years. <laughs> Until I truly Dune don't. Two comes out. Until Dune, we're listen. We're doing all. We're doing triple Dune all over again. We're doing Dune Part Two. We're doing Children of Dune, and we're doing the Jabrowski documentary about the 18-hour cut of Dune that doesn't exist. I'm fine so, with the documentary. We're not doing the sci-fi one. No. Yes, we are. It has John Malkavoy, Tyler. So it's slightly better. It has a good actor as Paul. Maybe. Yeah. So we're doing just Children of Dune. Uh, so get ready for that in three years, or hopefully longer. I hope. I hope. I really hope longer. No. That's I don't. Not. <laughs> You could just not do it and just make I'm your lives it. easier. But no, I'm no, I've no, decided. no. I want to talk about it. I want to keep talking about Dune. Oh Chris is gonna go back to the spice cabinet for a couple of years and then come out yeah. just I'm all gonna, blue. He blew after himself. this, after this, I'm gonna get clean and then I'm gonna join the Blue Man Group. And <laughs> yep, it's gonna be a whole ordeal. Thank you so much for listening. That's the binge. I forgot to even say my goddamn line. The spice is really fucking with me today. Thank you so much for joining us on this travel through Arrakis. Um. Frank, oh, I had I had a crazy rant. I didn't even get to go on. That's how tired I am. Oh well, damn. All Wrap right, follow up. us. Follow um, us. <laughs> Please show us. Follow us on Twitter on three two one binge. Show us. Review which us. Which Dune is your favorite Dune? Did you like Dune or Dune? How about Dune? Which um, Dune, Dune is your Duneiest? <laughs> how do you feel about deserts? Are they inferior biomes? How much you feel about sand? How do you feel about sand? Is it coarse and rough and gets everywhere? Uh, yeah, I fucking he did. He made the yeah, joke. Yeah, I had it's, to make the joke. <laughs> he made the joke. Um, Boys, thank Dune you for having me on. Sons? No problem. We're, Tommy, we're you want to plug on? Tommy. Uh, yeah, Twaters seventeen on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, MySpace, or probably I don't know. I'll make a MySpace. He's on. He's on Meta bit. now. He's on Meta. Oh God, is that what it's called? No, it's still right. the new Facebook, Facebook is called. Yeah, no, Facebook is still called Facebook. <laughs> What's meta? I'm calling it meta. meta is like the everything on like Facebook is a part it's of like, Meta. Oh, okay. It's like a conglomerate. I, yeah, oh. I thought it was just like Facebook, like Oculus, and like all the other shit. Okay. Oh uh, well. Yeah, uh, Tyler, do the viewers, plugs, please. I already got through it. I think. Oh wait, no, the actual plugs. Uh yeah, the commercials since we have them and they actually they're working now. Apparently, I think. I hope. Uh, Fandom Power, Film Optics, Bite Size Movie Reviews, 
I'm really curious if Bite Size Movie Reviews is doing a bite size review for Dune because it's not bite sized. It's it's be it'd be a it'd be a goddamn challenge. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, fo- fo- yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, I think it's been inactive lately, but I'll make sure to have somebody get to work on that very quickly. He's he's got a gun. Like, wow. So threatening. Yeah. Right now, literally has a gun. Is- in fact, right it's after horrifying. we finish recording this, I think you'll suddenly see a barrage of tweets. <laughs> the first letter of please help. tweet spells out please help. help. He's got yeah, it gun. just <laughs> please someone call help. Like, man, I don't remember that in Dune. Because <laughs> um, they don't have guns in Dune. Yeah. That's the joke. That's the joke. There's only swords. <laughs> and that's the binge. Uh, and, that's and that's the, the binge. binge. Thank you so much. Get the fuck out of here. We'll see you guys uh, next week. We're yeah. Bye. Fear yeah. is the mind I won't. Bye bye. Uh, Mata <laughs> Deep. Uh, worms. Love you.